Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Yo, what's up? It's your boy Chase the Dream Pammy, Ian Silverback Butler, and this is not the third shot, not the fourth shot, not the fifth shot. I guess I missed the second shot, but you know what? It's the first shot podcast. What's first up, Ian Butler? How are you, my friend? I am good, man. I am uh I am back to the athlete lifestyle, bro. <laughs> Amen. Which means training every single day, eating right, and then uh as soon as I have a tournament, I have a tournament coming up in a month already, which yeah, I'm a month away finally. And so you know what that means? It means I stepped on the scale yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, just trying to prepare everything. Uh, so yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Back to the grind of things. We got a lot of stuff. Uh, California, we have free our freestyle state this weekend, so we're getting ready to do that. Um, so we uh, the last couple of tournaments we have at local schools, we've been doing. If you are going to freestyle state with us, you are not allowed to do folk. You have to do freestyle and Greco. Just preparing everything else. And then, uh, yeah, man. Yeah, dude. Uh, it's good. It's funny, dude. I feel like some kids do one thing or the other. Either they get a takedown and then they go gut, right? Or sometimes in transitions, you know how, like, you get a takedown, the legs are split. And, like, technically, like, if the legs are split, there's a lace right there. But then some of the kids just let it go. And then they try to get laces out there. People are going flat parterre. That's what i kind of been seeing. Oh, the last uh, couple weekends and stuff like that. So just trying to, um, just trying to um, data collect everything that happened and uh, make sure all the dots are teed up and everything, so we can be ready for this weekend. Yes, sir. Yeah. So let me ask you: You got competition coming up here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, yeah. Uh, how much you willing to bet on yourself? <laughs> Well, um, I like betting on myself a lot. If some if some people follow me on IG, I just got my tattoo as a dice, right? Because I'm all about betting on myself, right? Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, a little more. Sometimes I can bet on myself just by like throwing myself in a tournament, but sometimes I like betting on my teams. And then when I do bet on my teams, I go to bet online. I go to betonline.com. I use promo code BELIEVE50 and I get 50% off your welcome off bonus. And that's exactly what I do. I go to bet online. Believe 50. Got to believe. Believe in yourself. Believe 50. Welcome off bonus. Bet online. Amen. Preach, brother. <laughs> keep, 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 keep on that. I need that word this morning. I need that fresh manna. From <laughs> believe on yourself. Bet on yourself. Believe in yourself. Bet on yourself. <laughs> So we got, I mean, sports right now, man. Golden Knights, you know, I'm a Golden Knights fan. You guys First are in the play playoff start tonight. Game oh. Number one seed in the Western Conference, Pacific Division. Oh. Ice advantage up until the Stanley Cup, depending upon who they get. So that starts tonight. Golden Knights, let's go, baby. Basketball, I'm not a big basketball fan. Lakers, baby from a distance but 
Looks like there's some upsets that have happened. Um, I did not know that uh, Kevin Durant was on the Phoenix Suns until Sunday night. Uh, I was watching the game with uh, Is he? some family. I guess he's on the Phoenix Suns now. So how that? I don't know either. Really? Yeah. That's a hell of a squad. So they got Chris Paul, Booker, and Kevin Durant. I think so. The Lord plucked him up out of L.A. <laughs> uh-uh. You get in all kinds of trouble here in L.A. Move you to Phoenix. No, no, no. he was in Brooklyn. Oh yeah, he was in Brooklyn. Wow. Brooklyn. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. And he was Brooklyn with different Warriors before that. Yeah. I was thinking of Kevin Durant. Who was? Uh, it was. It was it was Kevin Durant and they had Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn and they thought they were going to be a squad but like it all got messed up because of COVID because Kyrie didn't want to get a his uh, his shot his uh his COVID shot so he couldn't play home games bro in Brooklyn superstar team no more no more <laughs> no more done. But it's a super solid team now since he's in Phoenix. How'd they do? Did they win? I did not watch the whole game. <laughs> like I said, I don't follow NBA that <laughs> enough, to, enough to know what's going on. But Great, bro. <laughs> NHL, hockey starts tonight. I'm ready to go. Oh, man. So, Tournaments-wise. Tournaments. We – um. We just had girls nationals. We had, yeah. I think we had 14 girls that we sent up there at all different age groups. Um, we had a champion at, I believe, this is not good, in 8U. I don't know how, I can't remember the age group because I didn't go. And then we had another girl in 12U win a national title. And it's exciting. Our future for our girls looks really really uh really bright and then we had a couple high school girls go it's tough man that's a tough tough tournament to step into and um trust me that as a good experience and um we had some of the best times at girls nationals in dallas texas remember (laughs) that's 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 when the brotherhood was created (laughs) that's when the dream (laughs) and silverback came together to create (laughs) i don't know we created a silver dream. It's a, it's the silver and gold team, dude. That was one of the best bar. We were ever. I remember I was I was sitting at lunch with mindset Mike. Right. Mindset himself. And we were hanging out, and who comes walking by? Ian Silverback Butler, <laughs> along with Randy the Killer Middler. Yeah. Hey, Randy Miller. Randy Miller will beat some dudes' asses. I'm uh, scared of him. Randy, if you listen to this, uh, <laughs> thank you for introducing us. I'm gonna stay on your good side. I do not want to. She's get a hater, side. bro. She's a hater. She went to the bar. Well, Randy's now. I love Randy, but she's now living in uh, and Dallas because she took over. She. It's now the head coach of a university down there, right? And so she texted me the other day. She goes, yo, I'm at the same bar that uh, I, 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 she goes, as I introduced you to your boyfriend, I was like, what? She goes, yeah, you and Chase. 
of an ensemble has been inseparable ever since. <laughs> you a hater. Don't be jealous, bro. Don't be jealous. <laughs> yeah, that, was, that was two years ago, bro. Two yeah, years bro. Ago. That was uh, that was in Texas. Um, you know, so good good time since then, man. We built a good friendship and done some really cool things together. And it's only just the start. So, um, but yeah, we've been on the grind, bro. We've been we we went. Uh, you know, we did Va Beach, we did Reno, and then we had a weekend off, and then for uh easter and then rolled right into girls nationals and another weekend off here and then right into the u.s open so i know that we have a chunk of kids competing in our futures are you uh are you 15 are you 17 um and are you 20 i believe we have 35 kids right now registered which is really exciting man i'm excited like that you have this quality of a tournament in your backyard you better go take advantage of it right we uh, always complain about on the West coast, not having enough big time opportunities. Well, this is a big time opportunity to go wrestle. And I'm really excited for our team. I think we've got a lot of guys that are pretty raw, um, you know, on, on, on this stage, they're going to do some battling. And um, I think we can pull out a couple, couple placers in, in U 17. We've got some, we've got some hitters. So um, I'm excited to see what they can do. Uh, and then I know we've got a couple freestyle tournaments left before you know it. It's going to be Fargo, man. It's already, uh, we're already in, 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 you know, mid April and then May is going to be here and then June and then July and then bam, back to the beginning of the year, rinse and repeat. So, but with all these tournaments coming up yep. and I know that, you know, you've got lots of competitions coming up. You've been doing yeah. some big things and, you do. That. um, I know for me, I'm going to make a brief return to the mat one and only time next week. I'm going to wrestle the Masters division at the U.S. Open. Yeah. I'm not going to the U.S. Open. Um, I really wanted to, but I, I felt like with my age and, and just putting in the time to training and going out there and putting, you know, I know realistically I'm not going to go out there and win the U.S. Open, but I, if I do that, I want to at least put a good product out there. And I didn't feel like I could put a quality enough product out there. Um, and, you know, I think just I'm doing it for fun. U.S. Open, those guys are are, are, are serious. They're trying to do damage. So, yeah, I'm going to go wrestle the Masters. Um, and weight management. I I, uh, I admittedly haven't taken care of my weight in some years, um, but this was something that I'm using to help get my weight down a little bit and, and, and get an even more comfortable weight class. But I know today we want to talk a little bit about pre-tournament weight management. So tell us yep. competitions coming up, you know, fill yep. us in a little bit on that. And, and then, you know, what is your pre-tournament weight management look like one week, two weeks, maybe three weeks out. What are you doing? What, where's your weight out? What do you, uh, you know, what does that look like? Okay. So, um, First of all, you just gotta know your body. I just made weight for a combat uh, CJJ in Mexico, so I made one seventies. I made one seventies in like three years. Um, that was really tough. Um, but um, now I'm back to like walking around lower. Um, you gotta also know your body type. I hold a lot of water because I'm pretty muscular, so like I um, I can cut a good amount of water, but also dieting. So I just registered for San Diego, so I can qualify. So I'm a month out. So I will be like 
probably 15, maybe 20 away, but that's easy for me because all thing I need to do is start uh, making sure my water intake and I'm hydrated throughout the day. That's key thing. Um, and then honestly, just watching what I eat and I pretty much will step on the scale every single day. Um, and for me, I kind of eat on based off how my day is pretty much how my day is, right? Like if I'm going to eat rice or something like that, I need to make sure I'm going through a hard conditioning day. And then um, me, I don't eat a lot of carbs at night, mostly just meats and veggies. But I make sure when I'm a month away, I'm good. Not just checking my weight this week and being, and then pretty much like dying, pretty much. Like I'm, I'm gradually making sure I'm eating smaller meals and uh, get, making sure my body's getting used to it, upping up my cardio. And yeah, man, just making sure everything's dialed in and I just don't wait to the last moment, pretty much, right? If you wait till the last moment and you do a hard weight cut, you're not going to perform well. What do you do all this work for? Especially if you're traveling, bro, and you're going across the country and stuff like that. Like, bro, come on. Your stuff better be dialed in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think you're saying it. You know, what are um you would agree with this, and I think this is something in, in the evolution of weight cutting and um, you know, the history of weight cutting is is often it's about just getting to the scale, right? Yep. Like this weight. And I know, I don't know about you. I know about me when I was a competitor, I was scared to step on the scale every day. Right. Um, and I was so focused on the number and something that we talk a lot about with wrestling, right. Is don't focus on the wins and losses. We focus on the process. We focus on collecting data. Right. And we said that a couple of weeks ago on the last podcast was talking about collecting data. So maybe talk for a minute you know, not just a couple weeks ahead, let's, let's kind of back up, you know, the couple months ahead of, 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 you know, you have a competition or two months out, what does your data collection process look like? Are you checking your weight every single day? Are you keeping a log? Um, are you checking before and after practice to give yourself information to know, you know, what, what you're weighing when you go into practice, what you're losing, um, even as much as some nights checking your weight before you go to bed, and when you wake up, just to give data, not to obsess over it, but to give yourself information. What does that process look like for you, you know, month, two months out? All the above. Yes. I'm collecting data on everything like that, right? Um, and especially when you get older, like your everybody body responds differently, right? Um, I can't, my body don't really lose as much doing red meat and stuff like that. So that's just data collecting. I know that because I experienced it, right? I know it because I ate it. I stepped on the scale. Boom, I didn't drop. But when I ate just chicken and that, my body did drop, right? So I have to collect data on these things so I know that I'm moving in the right direction to get to the scale, right? And then I do, I know this, I know what you're talking about of like people are afraid of, of stepping on the scale. You can't be man. Like you can't, um, you just have to embrace it and just let it know that like, yo, the numbers is what it is. And also collecting data too, of like, when I use the bathroom, when I pee and make sure I'm hydrated as well. Right. Um, if you're hydrated. We said this before, I won't pull as much like uh, injuries or cramp up as much. And I can get through practice as much. Um, I'm collecting data to see how much I sweat doing practice, right? 
Um, if I'm actually moving, am I going to lose four pounds in this workout or not? It's important to jot all these things down. It's really important, man. Just because like, hey, if uh, if you're two pounds over or three pounds over the day of weigh-ins, you know that if you just do like a 60-minute warm-up and just flow wrestle with your layers on, boom, you're probably only probably already at weight. Like, you know, like you, those stuffs are really, really, really important. Um, I think you can attest to that too as well, right? Like uh, just writing all this stuff down, what I need to do, what I need to eat. Hey, where's my weight at in the morning? And even when you talked about when you're up in the sauna for that horrible weight cut you had, right? You said you felt that you knew that you wasn't on weight. It's because you know your body, bro. Like you should be knowing your body by now hundreds and hundreds of weight cuts, you know, it's yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this right now. You know, I, I, uh, I was on the road for a couple of weeks and really I missed probably 10 or 12 days of workouts. So I kind of had to do what I do, what I could to get by, um, really dialed in honestly last week, you know, um, you know, three weeks out the week before, actually I started dialing in a little bit, um, a little bit before, you know, right before Easter, but it's crazy how it is. It's, they always say it's like riding a bike when you learn to ride a bike. Um, you know, I know for me, I've done this for so long, hundreds of weight cuts. Um, and I can kind of tell when my body is holding on to everything. And when it's kind of in that nice stage where you can feel your weight, um, your body's actually losing fat, losing weight. You know what I mean? And you're doing it in a healthy manner, you know, yeah. um, I'm probably eating a little bit less than I usually do, but, but staying hydrated, but to your point, man, I think one thing as an athlete that I look back on <laughs> as a competitor is really the fear of the scale, man, the scale kind of rule dominated me. And, and, and especially on the international level, I would say I was not a great weight cutter in college. I wrestled 157, which was really easy to make, man. I, I, I did not cut weight. I, 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 I weight managed enough, but I pretty much, ate what I wanted all season long. I remember the night before the finals, the NCAAs, um, you know, I, uh, I had to eat, you know, I had to eat that night to make sure that my weight was, was, was staying up. Um, but the focus there was training hard, you know, really just being able to train and improve technique and skill. <laughs> and then, uh, and then, and, and then, you know, letting the weight kind of take care of itself when I cut to 145 on the international level and I first got the Olympic training center, um, I did meet with the dietitian and, and, and it was a little more, um, laid out and structured what I should eat. So she, that really taught me how to eat. Um, but I would say one thing that was left out was for me was just, was just using my downtimes, especially to kind of data collect on weight, you know, like, especially when you're cutting larger amounts like that. I know for me, I was kind of in between 145, 163. I was right in between those weight classes. Um, we had a great wrestler named Jordan Burroughs. <laughs> um, we've had a lot of good guys there, but during my time, he was really the, 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 the king of that weight class. Um, but 145, if I did it right, um, it, it was, it was pretty, pretty not easy, but I was able to make it and, and I knew my body. So but I would say the importance of writing weights down and just knowing again, data wise, okay, this is what I, this is what I go to bed at. This is what I wake up at. You know, you know how much you're going to float. Like I knew this when I used to make 66 kilos um, the night before I almost 
I could never be less than two kilos. Like my body just would not let me do it. As much as I tried, I was like, ah, I want to be one kilo over. And looking back on it, there's probably better ways that I could have done it, but I always had to kind of do my weight cut at, at, at four kilos or four pounds. 4.4 is about what two kilos was, you know, um, for whatever reason, it was just, you know, you know, you get down to the end and your body just holds on to everything. Yep. Um, and so I would usually, I would usually have that four key, four pounds to cut usually about an hour to 15 minute hour and 15 minutes, uh, give or take, you know, um, but the importance of, of, of data collecting and knowing, um, and using H weight cut as data as well, just like a tournament, Hey, what, what, well, in this weight cut, what didn't, what could I do better? You know, I think that's, that's the evolution of, of, of the athlete and, and wrestling. So, um, okay. That, that's kind of like long-term, you know, two, two, two months, three months out, you know, you've got time to do it now. Now you're in, now you're in the heat of it. You're, you know, you're really a month, three, four, you know, four, three, two, one, you know, you're closing in on competition. What is your last kind of month, four weeks, three weeks, two weeks, what, what are you eating? Um, what's your focus? What are you, uh, you know, what are you doing in that last, last couple of weeks as you prepare for the final weight cut? Uh, man, the last week is, uh, <laughs> the last week sucks, bro. <laughs> like, let's be honest. It depends. It depends on where my weight's at though, too. You know, um, um, a lot of things don't really change as much. It's just like, uh, for me, um, this last one um, from combat jiu-jitsu, I was kind of like, uh, like I kind of juice towards the end a little bit too. I, I know me and you are similar to that too, right? Um, steroids, yeah. Like, yeah, like towards steroids. the end. Like steroids? My, my dinner. Take steroids? <laughs> Shut up. No. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm just making sure I'm keeping you deep. <laughs> no, bro. I actually like I'm like on like a liquid diet towards the like for dinner and stuff like that. Um, if I'm close, right, and then like I kind of intermittently fast here and there when I'm getting really close uh, because I need to like drop the, like those last couple pounds before. I'm just trying to get as close as much because I don't want to cut that much water, right? So like uh, my magic number is five or so. So like uh, I mean I can do over that, but even though I can, I don't want to, <laughs> you know, um, I want to save as much energy as possible. So yeah, man. So the last couple of weeks is very like, it, you want to talk about locked in and dialed in, like it is dialed in, bro. Like I making sure I'm trying to get the best, like sleep as possible so I can float as much as possible. Um, I'm on my runs, right. A lot more. Um, that week is kind of like recovery week. You're mostly kind of just doing like Fasted cardio, stuff like that. Make sure your cardio is going good. I think like you're not really doing as much lifting anymore. Your body's recovering to get ready to compete that week too. And just making sure your weight's coming down and making sure you're just staying hydrated um, and water loading throughout that process before that last weight cut. Um, pretty much that's how I am. I pretty much, I think like for a lot of combat sports athletes, that pretty much is like the blueprint, the blueprint of uh like the last week of competing and weighing in on a scale. Right. So to circle back to your, you know, kind of, we're going to go around in a circle here, but you know, you know where your body's at those last, you know, two, three weeks and how to, how to, how to, uh, you know, where you need to be exactly how you want to cut it. How did you get to that point? 
Uh, so pretty much, um, man, I know what works for me. Like pretty much my main diet source, what I like dieting is like eggs, chicken, fish, veggies, right? Um, uh, that's been the same for me pretty much like my whole career. Um, I did change some things up more here and there, but, um, pretty much it's just that, man. I'm gradually like, uh, slowly losing throughout camp. Right. And throughout the process of a month. And then pretty much like the whole, like the end of the week or the week of competition, that's when we're kind of like losing like a little bit more faster, right. To get to the scale. But throughout that, you're just making sure that, uh, man, I'm not eating late night. I'm just having good rest. I'm having good sleep. And you're just data collecting throughout just so uh, we can be in a good routine. And then, um, and even after weigh-ins, right, I'm not going off the rails of uh, pretty much everything I eat the month of or two months of, I'm pretty much putting right back in my body as soon as I step off the scale, right? So my body's not getting changed up a lot, right? So like, it's um, pretty much all almost the same. It's just... Look, man, like when I'm getting really close, meals get a little bit more smaller, water intake gets a little bit more, and pretty much that's how it is. But I'm not starving myself at all, right? I'm still putting my, I'm still putting a lot of good nutrition in my body. That's what liquid diet comes in. I'm still putting a lot of good stuff in my body. Um, it's just not a whole lot of food, like as much, right? So pretty much that's it. But I am eating, like trying to eat still every two to three hours to make sure my metabolism is still moving. Um, it's just portion shares portion sizes are a little bit more smaller than anything and my stomach's a little bit more smaller than anything now are you a sauna guy or are you a uh, hot tub and and blankets guy uh man i did both in my career uh i probably more now as i'm getting older i do love the sauna just because like i'm uh uh I love going to the sauna to recover. I did the whole bathtub thing and blanket thing. That stuff works too. Um, I'm more of a, I'm just going to work it off kind of guy now more than anything, right? If I'm, if I'm four pounds away or five pounds away, yo, I'm jogging and I'm wrestling, right? I'm working the weight off. Like I'm not hopping in the sauna whatsoever. I'm mostly using sauna now in my career now to recover more than anything, Um so yeah, man, and just keep the sweat going. I'm I mostly will wake up, do my sprints, open up my lungs, making sure I'm walking, making sure I'm wrestling, a flow wrestling, constantly moving, having on layers, right? If I'm getting overheated, take layers off, keep moving. And I'm pretty much at weight at that point. Um, so yeah, yeah, yeah. If I'm if I need to go sit in the sauna, like I'm not killing myself. I'm just sitting there just making sure that my that the faucet's still running when I open it and I'm not killing myself and then boom, I'm on weight. Like, yeah, dude, I, uh, I, uh, you know, looking, looking, looking back on those, um, you know, and I know on, on weigh-ins that I had and things like that, the importance of eating in the process, right. The importance of putting food into you while you're, while you're weight managing, even the day of when I had yep. weight cuts, always would wake up, if it was a half a cliff bar and put a half a cliff bar in me, usually I'd go half a cliff bar and like a half a Red Bull because it needed a little bit, a little bit of kick to kind of get me going. And also <laughs> there's nothing quite like a little bit of carbonation and sugar when you're yeah. on, on a weight cut um, and you're, and you're, you're looking to make weight. So that was always my day of, but I know um, 
we already touched on this some episodes back, but for those kind of new people that are listening, you know, I know um, when I was making those lower weights, I really had to, the last week was, was a, a, a really a modified liquid diet that stair stepped down into all liquid by the, by the last, you know, the last day or two. Um, and I had a certain set of smoothies that I would drink. I remember on Monday, you know, the weight cut, the weight cut would usually be Friday. I'd make weight, you know, Friday afternoon. Um, you know, so Monday would be, it would be a, uh, breakfast, lunch, normal breakfast, lunch, and it'd be smoothie, um, with, with water, plenty of water. Um, and then Tuesday would be, uh, breakfast, smoothie, smoothie. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday would be breakfast, smoothie, smoothie. And then Thursday would be all smoothie. Um, and then we would, we would go make weight on, uh, we'd go wait on Friday. I'd usually have a little bit to eat in my stomach, just get some energy, um, to go ahead and, and, and make weight. But that was kind of the way I had to do it. Cause I know, I know I lose water really easy, but, but food sticks in me. Uh, food really sticks on me. You know, it, 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 yeah. it does my body per your point earlier, everyone's body is a little different. So when people ask, Hey coach, how do I get this weight off? How do I do that? Um, trying to generalize is something I always do. Um, but it's hard, but I think generalizations, right. Drink water throughout your, throughout your weight management, put electrolytes in you, make sure you're drinking Gatorade or, you know, or some kind of, there's a lot better electrolyte options out there. I'm not a big Gatorade and, and, uh, you know, fan power aid, but kind of when you're, you know, when you're in the process of it, that's, if that's the best you can get, at least you're getting something inside of you. Um, but make sure you're, you're drinking water and electrolytes throughout your weight management process. Make sure you're eating, you know, even if they're not big meals, you are putting food inside of you. And when you're going through your training cycle, right. You want to, you want to feel good as best as you can while you're training. Right. So the earlier you can get in front of all that, so you can just train and shut your mind off and not be thinking about, oh, I can't train hard because I got to make weight. You know, that, that, that's the thing that you see, um, you see a lot, you know, and it is really difficult to maintain. I think you look at someone who did this at an amazing level as Helen Maroulis when she won her Olympic gold medal, go back. And I remember listening to her doing some of her interviews and talking about her weight management process and how monotonous and detailed it was for an entire year for her to be able to maintain that weight. So when she stepped on the mat at the Olympics and she went through that process, it was, it wasn't a guessing game anymore. She knew the morning, you know, when they got to, when they got to believers in Rio that year, you know, when she got to Rio and she knew where her weight was and she knew what she was going to go to bed at and accounting for also there's things like stress weight as well. I know when I traveled, man, I'd be on an airplane. My body would just like, like just blow. And I, yeah. we would stand and it would take me two, three, sometimes four days for my body to like really adjust, really relax, really like decompress down, you know? Um, but that's, that's, that, th those are things that you got to know. And then there were guys like Jake Varner who we would travel on trips and, and he would be, uh, you know, he'd be talking when we got on the trip, he's like, man, it's so hard for me to keep on weight when we, we travel to these tournaments, he's drinking big old things, uh, 
big old things of water with uh with like electrolytes in it i'm like oh my gosh dude that's that must be a real problem you know you know um but the importance of knowing your body right but yeah general information for me right like and 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 you can touch this point stay 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 hydrated throughout your weight management process put food in you good meals right like have have energy um typically like if you're in a hard training cycle you do need to have a little bit more carbs so don't freaking carb starve yourself and um unless you have a very detailed diet plan but you know, generally speaking, like you do need some kind of carbs, whether they're simple or complex carbs to give you that, that bit of energy, right. Uh, in the process, lots of protein, right. You got to have protein, help build your muscles back up. Just keep your, keep your energy up. Um, and then data collect, right. Again, data collect, data collect, data collect, take notes on what worked and what didn't. Again, this is something I, I love because I think as a competitor, you know, there, there's always that little edge. How do you, how do you get over that edge? Um, and I would say as a competitor, um, I didn't do a great job of data collecting. I didn't do a great job of, 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 you know, I kind of had it in my head, but there's something about getting that stuff down on paper. That's really, really important. Right. Um, so what are some of your general guidelines, general things that you like to tell your athletes to, uh, you know, to eat, drink. Um, genuinely, my basis is uh, stay hydrated. Number one. Um, number two, try not to eat super late at night because <laughs> it's gonna stick to your body, right? Um, but you need a float. Um, but also, I think one of the biggest ones too is just like, yo, um, I'm really big. Maybe it's just my body, but uh, I'm really big of not eating carbs late at night. Um, for my body, like that's that's the way my body floats, right? And I kind of give the same information of uh, I'm not saying don't eat carbs, but I think you got to be very selective of when to eat it and when not to, um, especially if you're going to bed and your body's not going to be like working as much, like you know, so. Um, just just stick with the just the meats and veggies at night and just make sure you stay super hydrated and you don't eat super late at night. So and uh those are my baseline bases, pretty much. That's really good, man. And I, you know, the late night thing, there's so many interesting concepts with that. Concepts and ideas, and and especially you have like TikTok nowadays, and, and yeah, I you know, I I scroll through my um TikTok and there's you know, 10 different dietitian things. My phone's sitting right here and I'm sure my phone's listening to me. So I'm going to open up TikTok later and have a bunch of dietitian <laughs> things come up. But so many different points of uh, that, 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 so much information out there, you know, is it too much? I don't know. You know, probably sometimes, probably not. Depends how well you can process information. But those good rule of thumbs, you know, know your body, know, know, know what kind of things like, your body needs for energy and how it burns off. Um, I definitely, when it comes to carbs, especially like I love pizza and, and things like that. As I've gotten older, I've realized like, man, dude, when I eat pizza, like that stuff sticks to me for yeah. like days, you know, or, or, um, 
you know, really carb heavy meals really stick to me. And I knew that as a competitor too. Like I would have to eat carbs sometimes if I was really depleted too. Like, and I knew like, man, I got no energy. Like sometimes I'd go out, you know, the night before hard training and, and eat two slices of pizza, um, just to get some carbs. We also had at the training center and you can go online and still find this is, is we had at the training center, there were plates that they had diagrams of, and there was what your plate should look like. If it's a, if you're in a light training mode, if you're in a mid training mode, if you're in a high, you know, high training mode, like what those plates should look like. And that's a really good kind of rule of thumb. Cause we had the, the whole cafeteria there. Right. So you yeah. had your, your veggies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, you know? Um, and so that was, that was always really helpful for me as, as an athlete to see like, what should my plate look like? How much carbs to veggies to, to, to proteins ratio should I have on top of, you know, when, when, when I'm in these training cycles, one thing you were talking about as we kind of, as we kind of start to, to close in here on, on the end here is after, after, after you make weight, yep. what does that look like for you? What are you eating? What are you drinking? You know, what does that process look like? Um, you know, your, your night before weigh-ins, I know for, for kids, it's a little bit different in, in high school and in sports, usually you're making it the morning of, um, but what does your process look like? The same. <laughs> it's the same. I definitely make sure um, I, and I think obviously when we both get older, we change up a little bit, but it's mostly the same, bro. Like I'm getting rice. I make sure I have a good carb rice um i make sure i have a good protein um like chicken or fish i make sure um i always eat chicken and fish because like i uh i'm not a big red meat guy when i'm in training camp at all or i'm in a process because it um it digests slower and i want to be light on my feet so i definitely make sure i have something like chicken or fish because it digests really fast right so i always put that stuff in my body and this is so I treat my day before weigh-ins almost as same day weigh-ins pretty much, right? Um, when I competed at combated jiu-jitsu, it was same day weigh-ins, but it was a long stretch of time. Like I waited at 9 a.m. I didn't compete till like 7.30 at night still, right? But um, rice, I make sure I have a good carb. Um, I make sure my drinks has electrolytes in it no matter what. Uh, it could be Pedialyte or it could be body armor right um i'm not a fan of gatorade as much too because it has too much sugar and i don't want to explode my stomach too um <clears throat> i make sure i have something like that and uh and then i make sure i snack periodically and i have something like pretzels or something like that that's a little bit salty right and i make sure um if you are doing a tournament like something like fruit snacks or something like that after I get off the mat, that's something that'll get my body energy that can keep going throughout the tournament. But it's pretty much the same, man. Um my uh one of this girl named Kaylin Young, I traveled with her. She you said Red Bull, she had like a monster, right? Cause um actually monsters do have BCAAs, they do have a lot of good stuff. So she used to sip on some after making weight just so she can put that combination back in our body and give herself some BCAAs and quick kind of like wake you up a little bit too. I kind of do the same thing now, just a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, but my process is almost the same, dude. Yeah. The importance of, I like what you're talking about, the importance of after weigh-ins. I know I get a lot of parents, um, even athletes is asking, Oh, I get done with weigh-ins. Should I go, should I go eat carbs? 
first thing I ask is, what have you been eating the last eight weeks? Mm-hmm. Carbs for dinner? You've been eating shit. What have you been eating? Stick with what you've been eating. So yep. the night before tournament, just because you make weight doesn't mean you change everything that you're doing. You go throw a bunch of carbs in your body and you haven't been having carbs, you're going to feel like crap the next morning. You're going to yep. feel lethargic. You're going to feel, you know, really crappy. If you've been eating carbs the whole process, okay, put those carbs, put those carbs back into you or, you know, your proteins or whatever. Um, again, I know for me, I, you know, I was, I had a pasta and things like that, that I like to eat. This is bad, you know, and, and the day before weigh-ins ended in 2017. So really the last, I, I pretty much most of my career, you know, um, and I didn't necessarily, you know, I look back on against one of those things where I wish I'd have paid more attention um, to what I was, what I was eating at night and, and what I was eating the night of weigh-ins, you know, when I was done. Um, I did have a process of when I weighed in, I would, I would sip some water. I'd have to sip some Gatorade, do it really slowly, you know, cause you, you drink too much. Or you're going to, you're going to have, you're going to, you know, have diarrhea that night. You're not going to, you're, yeah. you're going to slowly <laughs> put that into you, right? So, um, slowly put that in. Same thing. I, I wouldn't have pretzels. I'd have just, just, uh, Tostitos chips, just maybe 10 to 15 of them to, to kind of put it into my stomach. So I had, I had a time, uh, a time regimen, you know, here was 10, five, the first 10 minutes after weight, weight management, here's the next 10 minutes, here's the next 10 minutes, here's the next 10 minutes and slowly reintroducing stuff into your body the night before, because, um, it, it, it takes time for your body to, to kind of relax and digest that. Think about going through a weight cut. It's really stressful on your body. Yeah. Right? It's, it's, it can be, it can be, you want to make it as least stressful as possible, but yeah, it's going to be stressful. Um, you know, if you're making weight the day of that morning before a tournament, that's where it becomes really important, even more so to know your body and know how you like to feel when you step out on the mat. I know for me, it was uh, bagels with, with honey, bagels with cream cheese and honey, um, you know, bread with, with peanut butter and honey, um, you know, a little bit of fruit and yogurt. And that was about what I could handle. Um, obviously my, my, my drinks again, I didn't cut a lot of weight back in college when it was same day weigh-ins. So I could kind of, it, it would mimic pretty much what I ate all the time. But I think for kids knowing exactly like what to get and, and what's going to make you feel best when you, when you step out on that mat for that first match, how are you going to feel closest to what you feel when you, when you step into the practice room, right? So yeah, absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Right? You kind of you, you keep the same so your body doesn't freak out on you. So you can perform the same, especially if you are in camp and you feel like you're like hitting it. Damn, my body fucking feels good. You keep that same if it like what's that what's that saying? Like if it if it ain't broken, fix it. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Exactly what it is. If you're losing boom 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 and you're feeling good, there's nothing like man, there ain't nothing. Like, if you look back on life, there ain't nothing like a good weight cut when you're feeling good and you're just hitting it. I do. I will say now that I know I can make the weight set, you know, because again, it was, I was a little bit there. I was like, yeah, I'm going to be able to do this. Now I'm feeling more confident. I can feel my body starting to kind of let stuff go. And, and I know, I know roughly where I'm at. So, but a good weight cut where, where it's tough and you kind of like deplete your body of everything. It's really good, man. And I, I do miss it a little bit just a little bit you know because i i just i just went through it and uh the first couple of times i'm like okay 
But uh, when the coin gets tough, bro. Day, the day after, <laughs> you know, the couple days after is great because there's. I already started feeling it last night when I was laying in bed. I was like, man, this sounds really good. This sounds really good. Like all, oh, the, yeah. all the cravings start to come back. You know, and, and, uh, you know. I, I, I'm like, man. I, you know, I, I did, I did a jujitsu tournament last year, so I had a little bit of that feeling. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't going as low in weight class. Um, but yeah, dude, you, you get to that point where it's like, man, I kind of, I kind of miss, I'm, I'm, I miss, I miss a good cheeseburger, you know, or I miss a good, uh, good Coca-Cola, you know what I mean? Or whatever it might be. That's the best, bro. Like I, I, uh, like when I was in Mexico, when I had like my first taco after like the competition was over, best feeling ever. Right. Like, or like a Coca-Cola best feeling ever or for me is after i make weight like that carbonation like that that first sip of water after making it or like come oh my god it feels so damn good and you're just like yo i totally deserve this you know <laughs> so like it's uh it's a good feeling bro <laughs> great feeling I, really, I admit, yeah. you know i'm i'm uh i think yeah you, well talk to me next week you know, I get pissy when I cut weight. So, um, I'm trying to stay busy. The great thing right now is like having, having the gym. So a lot of things keep me busy, keep my mind occupied. Sometimes when I was a, when I was an athlete, like I didn't have a lot to keep me busy during the day. You know, you would, I would, I would train in the morning and then come home and have a couple hours to kill sometimes. And I'd want to snack and do all that kind of stuff. So, but weight management, important part of the process. It's part of what we do. It's part of our sports. It's, um, it, 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 it it's, uh, you know, it's what, it's what makes combat sports and weight, weight sports. So unique, right. It adds another layer of, of, uh, uh, adds another layer to the puzzle, to the puzzle, you know, adds more pieces to the puzzle. Um, but just like you do with your wrestling, you treat your weight cutting similar. You try each time to improve and make your weight cut a little bit better. Uh, weight, make your weight management a little bit better, really make it a lifestyle. You know, I think that's thing, things for kids too, is, you know, my parting words is, you know, weight management, it, it, especially at the high levels, it's, it, it becomes a lifestyle, right? And I think you're seeing it more nowadays where people are more aware of what they're eating. There's more knowledge and wisdom out there. It's, you know, yeah, we still like our, our McDonald's and this and that, and, you know, that, that's okay here and there. Um, but I, uh, you know, there, it, it's really important in that process, right? Just treat that like you're wrestling, collect your data, figure out how you can get better each time. Um, obviously if you can write it down, that's always better. Yep. Absolutely. Uh, part of lifestyle. Yeah. I'm back on the grid of things and everything else. Uh, for me, don't be afraid to step on the scale. It's just a number you can hit whatever, just be disciplined. The more time you step on the scale, more times you can actually like be like, yo, I need to actually eat right the next couple of days so I can be under, so I can manage my stuff. Um, that's it. And yes, it does become part of a lifestyle. Um, it's just funny. Like uh, when I'm getting down to weight, you just, hey, you know how it feels like you feel just a little bit more faster, a little bit more explosive. Uh, wow. That's a, that's a, that's the even best feeling ever, bro. Like, damn. And then kids like, we didn't know coach can move like that. Like, damn, like it's such a great feeling, bro. So like, uh, it is part of the lifestyle. Just embrace it. Um, you're going to be a better athlete for it. And, uh, and if you actually manage your weight, right. And stuff like that, it will, it will cut down on the burnout effect of the sport as well. So 
that's it. Um, do your research. There's a lot out there. Talk to your coach. Do research. There's so much stuff out there, man. Um, so, yeah, that's it, man. Absolutely. <laughs> well, not the first. Well, wait, let me start that again. I messed that up. <laughs> not the third shot, not the fourth shot. But this was the first shot podcast. Chase the Dream Pammy, my boy Ian Silverback Butler. Have a great week. See ya. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.